The best way to think about Saturday's game against Ball State is that you've come out and shown what you can do when you want to keep things as simple as possible. Ball State should serve as a barometer of exactly where Georgia can be, not where they are. And in doing so, uh, I think Kirby Smart is going to unleash the hounds a little bit, open up offense and defense. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 352 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and you just heard one of my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Waller, giving the cold open intro. And soon you'll hear from my other co-host, Mr. William Leach. This is the Georgia versus Ball State preview show, second game of the 2023-2023 season. And uh, we're going to be on campus for our second out of four Straight weekends. It's the glory days right now. And here's Will to kick it all off. I'd like to note uh, that uh, I think in our opener, Tony actually gave more analysis of the upcoming Georgia game than we had in the entire last week's podcast of, the, of <laughs> UT Martin. We know what to expect now. We knew, as I mentioned on the post game show, we now have the barometer. It is 41 points. 41 points. If uh, Georgia can beat UT Knoxville by 41 points or more, they are permanently UT Knoxville on this podcast. They always will be in my heart. Uh, in our heart. In our heart. But I think that, you know. I think, I think it just takes practice on getting it rolling off the tongue. I found myself when I was seeing highlights of them and I was explaining it to the boys and Jennifer about the ch- the name change and Jennifer was like, "Are you serious? They really changed?" I like, no, yes, yes, sure, yes. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It that is, is, what it that is. is their, the correct their name. email address is utk.edu. Exactly. So, so we're just honoring what they have requested right. in the first place. Um, so hey, uh, uh, welcome back. Good to have. Uh, uh, I'm glad to be back on our, our regular schedule again. We're just like previewing games, like it's old hat and no big deal. Around here, um, Scott, you uh, may have heard our post game show. Did you have any major takeaways from uh, your game day experience? <clears throat> no, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, all right, so the bridge. Gonna, we talk about the bridge. We're going to talk about the bridge. I ran into Logan Booker before the game. I also ran into Logan yeah. Booker before the game. He's uh, he was all right. I, didn't see I did not realize he tailgates between yeah. like between Tony's tailgate and my house. So I, can't, yes. I have not run into yes. him before. Yes, and with the construction, you kind of have to go by yes. Logan to That's go true. to Tony's. Uh, but we'll say no more. We don't want to reveal exact uh, coordinates. Yeah, Lo- Logan, Logan tailgates yeah. somewhere between our tailgate and Will's. Tony tailgate. tailgated on the bridge until this year. And so, now, well, I have a ticket. A, I can go on the bridge. <laughs> so I do have uh, some thoughts. So when I was talking to Logan, I was like, all right, man, you've been a little too poly positive on this whole bridge thing. And this is before the game. And he was like, you know, I don't think it's going to be that bad. He was like, it's not. I'm not just saying it. I, I think it's, you know. And he was kind of explaining what it's going to do for for the flow into the stadium. And I, was, I told him, like I've stated on this podcast, that I I will try not to be negative until I can see it with my own eyes. Well, I um, was on Field Street at the end of our tailgate, and I was walking down towards the bridge, and it looks great. Um, the new entrance that did ease the the traffic flow going into the stadium on the the south side. Uh, that's the the entrance we uh, went in. I don't need to go in the bridge because I'm in 118. Typically, I'll go in underneath the Sky Suites, and it's always been pretty easy to get in. But we went in the bridge, and, you know, uh, the bathroom's right there, uh, in and out, real quick and easy. And then we walked 
up and took some photos right underneath the scoreboard. Not crowded at all. Didn't even get hassled for stopping and taking photos, which I have or do get hassled in the past. Um, and then we walked up, you know, on the south side, uh, about, you know, goal line, 10 yard line, 20 yard line, making our way all the way back to the enclosed part of the end zone. It wasn't bad. It was definitely super wide compared to what it is on the north side. I think about halfway to the seats, I, I turned to Jack and Walker and I was like, it's not bad. This isn't bad. Now, granted, you know, if um, I was trying to go from my tailgate on Field Street to Reed Hall, that would have been a whole different animal because I've got a friend coming in for the South Carolina game. He asked me where I tailgate. I kind of explained where, where we'll be, and he said, yeah, we're going to be Reed Hall tailgate. I was like, oh, looks like I'm going to have an issue. So for people doing what I'm going to be doing for the South Carolina game, it's going to be an issue. But I don't hate it as much as I thought I would um, because the, the question Logan asked me when I was asking him, I had a lot of fire in my belly when I, when I talked to Logan and he was so positive about it. And then he, he kind of stopped me mid-sentence. He was like, come on, Scott, how many times during a game day do you go from South Campus to North Campus? Because I'm kind of a South Campus guy up into the Tate Center. I, I don't really go north now i will in a couple weeks but you know that kind of calmed me down and then seeing the game and and seeing how fun that was to just kind of you know make our way around into that that entrance it wasn't bad so i still am gonna withhold judgment till um the south carolina game and and you know i'll probably have to go down east campus road but you know i walk a lot anyway i i it's it's i can tell it's gonna be hard for people like my dad because he parks at clark central he sat near us and um he, he's always parked at clark central so that's his thing he likes to walk do the walk down baxter hill and then walk up it's kind of you know his exercise but what happened to him when he left he went around the south where it was the opened up and nice and easy and then went out the south gate and he was like it was dark and the the hidden stairs he was like it wasn't lit yeah. and it was kind of a nightmare he said i wanted to go through the tate center but once i left I realized I couldn't. He was like, what I'll do next time is I'll just stay in that wide open bridge area, exit to the, to the north. But nobody told me. I didn't know. And he made a great point. If people are going to be using those secret stairs, they need to put some lights on them. I mean, it is, it's as narrow as they can be. And he said that he was using his uh, you know, phone light. But I guess all in all, with all the preseason hubbub and anger about the bridge, I'm kind of neutral right now. I, I understand what the university was doing, and it, and it served its purpose it's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, the, the new gate nine is awesome. I went in that way. The concourse on the south side is spectacular. Um, walking through there is just a totally different scene than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting, uh, I, I'm less upset about the bridge than y'all are because I, I rarely go that way. I will say that uh, my daughter Maggie, who is a uh, props crew for the Redcoats, had to meet some people to get a ride out to the Emerald Fields for the band call. Uh, she left the tailgate and literally had to leave. She left an hour early to meet her ride at Reed because the bridge is closed. Like she was, and she said she went down the stairs, walked across, went through the Tate Center, and then back up the stairs. Um, she said it was fine. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, but again, I do see where people are coming from. Yeah. 
Definitely going to be an issue when Miller comes. Yeah, uh, of, course, Miller, of course. If you, if you, if you say, <clears throat> for example, cannot get down really narrow stairs, it's going to be a major problem. Yeah. And, but they, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was clearly not accounted for. Where, do, where does Miller normally sit? It really just depends. Like, yeah. it just depends. But like, like, for example, we've had that issue before of, I mean, you know, we've had the issue before of trying to get around the stadium anyway mm-hmm. without using stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I'm sure we have uh, 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 listeners with uh, disabilities and um, I suspect uh, they probably have have probably some thoughts about yeah. the way Sanford is. And whatever, some of that is because Sanford is a very old stadium. Mm-hmm. And like and, and built in the, and built basically in like a valley, so like or in a in a, in a crevice. But so I, I understand at a certain level, but that didn't make it easier. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a gorgeous day. What a fun mm-hmm. day. Um, you know, we Scott, Will, and I we have we have purged our feelings, have moved on from Tennessee Martin. Um, UT any, Martin. Huh? UT Martin. Well, I said UT you said Tennessee Martin. Tennessee Martin. Tennessee, Tennessee Martin. Martin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a playwright uh, wrote uh, a streetcar <laughs> named Tennessee Martin. A streetcar named Blanche Desiree. So, um, sounds sounds like the like the uh, like like the, uh, the the crooked lawyer in the, yeah in, yeah. in, in like a southern old, John Grisham fifties movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, young mm-hmm. Tennessee Martin here right. thinks he understands how the law works down here in Georgia. <laughs> Um, well, you Did you like my accent? By the way, you get to do Fine. you get to do the uh, the Brian Kelly accent now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thoughts on the game, Scott? Or just yeah, glad I, you won. Um, I turned to Will when it was four minutes left in the second quarter, and we were winning seven nothing. I kind of laughed. I was like, so at what point in the third quarter, if it's still a seven point lead, do we start to kind of look at each other mm-hmm. like what's going on? And he was like, yeah, that would probably be maybe halfway through the third quarter if it's still that way. And he was like, I wasn't worried. He wasn't worried that we were going to lose. It was just kind of like, when's this thing going to get started? And I think that's the thing, the overall topic. And even Kirby addressed it. Like with that, and I really loved how Kirby took ownership of the question about, you know, right before halftime and and running it up the middle and and losing that time. I think that that's a maturity on his part and not lashing out like a lot of coaches, even though they know that (laughs) they know that they blew the call. Um, I thought that was really cool of him. You know, I mean, Carson Beck had to have been super nervous. He hadn't started a game since 2019 or 2018 when he was starting at, at what, Bowles in Jacksonville? Uh, uh, yeah. I think Is that where he went? Bowles. So I think that that, along with the attrition of the running backs, because you've got to worry about pass protection and everything like that. And then, you know, you've got a whole bunch of new guys. I mean, I learned the name Makai Muse, the guy that took it to the house, number uh, 87, you know, returning punts and – and playing in the slot. Uh, C.J. Smith was also somebody that I lear- learned about. So what I'm saying is like... Even, Cash. Even, yeah, Cash Jones. Even though there was, this is the Georgia Bulldogs going for a three-peat, three-peat, there's a whole lot of new faces out there. And uh, along with the guy that's kind of stirring the drink, being Carson Beck, I got to tell you, I thought Vandergriff looked really good when he came on. And I didn't see Stockton play because I was walking to the, the car, but I heard it on the radio... And uh, I know he was making some plays, so I'm pretty. I'm. I'm especially after seeing yeah. what happened, and I know that UT Martin wasn't right. going to beat Georgia, but there was a lot of eggs laid over the weekend. Yeah, I'll say though. I mean, I don't think you saw anything from Carson Beck to be like, okay, I got nothing to worry about. Like, I'm not saying he looked bad. He did not look bad. 
But he didn't look great. I, it's, I think it's okay that we can say that. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, I thought, it, I thought sure. it was kind of weird. <clears throat> you talk about Kirby. I thought it was kind of weird in the post game press conference. People asked about the quarterback, and he kind of gave him a look like, "Oh, you reporters, asking, always looking for a quarterback controversy." Which I don't. I think it is perfectly fair to say when we have not seen a quarterback for a for a long time. Oh, like this is like says a bit like first off, quarterbacks have been a thing at Georgia for a while. They were a thing two years ago with the guy who won the national champion, who ended up winning the national championship. Quarterbacks are always a thing. It's a thing that Kirby's always had to answer for. Kirby himself has admitted that he was wrong on Stetson Bennett, and I still think he gets an unfair criticism for the From Fields thing. I think there was a coach in America that wouldn't have started from at the beginning of that season over fields. I never thought that was fair, but certainly this has been a conversation about this for a long time. The I do not think I do not think that they should pull Carson Beck or suddenly it should be Vandegrift. I'm not saying that, but when you watch the game, they saw Beck did not look bad, but he certainly didn't look confident. He certainly didn't look in charge. He certainly didn't look. He looked a little tentative in a way that the other quarterbacks didn't. Now, that doesn't mean that he should be benched for those quarterbacks. It means that it is a perfectly reasonable question to ask when those guys come in and start throwing darts immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, well, yes, against a second-string defense. Okay, yeah, it's the first thing you did against UT Martin's first-string defense. Right. And that doesn't mean – and listen, I'm sure a lot of that's the game plan. I'm sure a lot of that's the game plan. And clearly when they kept running the ball up the middle, that was a, we're just going to keep doing this. We, we need to show that we can do this. And that's not Carson Beck's fault either. But he did miss some throws. He did look. He didn't look as clearly in charge, obviously as Stetson. But I would also argue as Vandergrift did. Like I'm not again. I'm not saying Vandergrift should be starting. And I, I actually kind of like that Kirby actually even mentions it. Actually, the competition is for number two, which I thought was actually a, probably a good way to frame that conversation. He's not going to. He's a smart coach. He's obviously not going to do anything. And they're clearly seeing stuff that we don't. But one thing we did see was Carson Beck play quarterback for a half and he didn't look bad but if you're if you're if you have, if you're going into this season and saying what are the questions about Georgia one of the questions is how's the quarterback look not can he throw not what are his physical gifts not can he make the big toss is it does he look comfortable and does he look in charge beck may well look that next week i don't think he looked like that on Saturday. I mean, I th- certainly he went from looking tentative uh, and slow to much less so as the game went on. Uh, it's just exactly like I pointed out on the Sunday podcast. Um, there will come a game this season, and I don't think that's for a few weeks, but there will come a game this season where you do that and you put yourself in a big hole. Um, but I think there are also enough <clears throat> answers offensively outside of Carson back. I mean, Look, it, it's there's no there's no secret. I mean, Kirby is much mid, so there's no secret that we didn't really pull out any stops. We just basically ran the base. No, would we want them to? No, would you want them to? Which is kind of what I alluded to in the open uh, this week. I think we'll see more wrinkles. We'll see some more things that will come out. But I mean, Kirby's also shown that he is perfectly happy winning games, not on style points, just to win games. Uh, winning games, not on style points, but to win games in order to keep some things uh, if under wraps is not the right way of putting it, certainly to keep from showing every potential option that are out there. Um, Can you back yourself into a corner with that, though? At a certain level, you need to let Carson Beck cook at some point, right? He's going to have to cook at some point. Like, as much as I would love to say, hey, you can totally get away with – football. college football is not like that anymore, where you can get away with, with – um, what's the Alabama quarterback? that McElroy. 
Well, like you, you can get like a like a guy that just like keeps things on the straight and narrow. Like you gotta have guys gotta score. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like look at the playoff games that Georgia has won throughout their time in the playoffs. They've had to score, even if you have the best defense in the world, even if you're the smartest guy in the world. Eventually, you're gonna have to see it. I don't think you needed to see it against UT Martin, but I'm also very hesitant of doing the. Listen, just like at a certain level, you can keep things under wraps so long. I mean, they did have two playoff games where they could score eight points in one. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but the, when the hard ones, yeah, I guess you had right. to score a lot of I points. Guess right. So a friend of mine uh, that I saw at the game before the game, he was talking. We were talking about the quarterbacks, and he was very adamant. He was like, you know, he was like, you know, the thing with Kirby, he's never gotten a quarterback right. And I See, started I, that's thinking, not fair. That's not correct. I started thinking, right, right. and you know, so it made me look back. And 2016, it was Jacob Eason as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he was the right one to go with then uh, over Grayson Lambert. I was was Lambert yeah, still yeah. on the team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eason had recently just had dinner with Mark Richt. So Twenty seventeen was Eason, but then you know went with Fromm. But yeah, wasn't okay. He was now. It's hard. He didn't to go with Fromm. He, Eason was hurt. No, correct. Yeah, Eason got hurt in the first. Correct. Game. And then twenty eighteen was that the Fields? Yes. Year. So that was always you know and which and, again, I, not to relitigate this, but like. There's not a coach in America. Trump came within like one play right. of winning the national right. championship. I'm just I'm just seeing like, if, you, if his point was uh, it was terrific valid. And then right. 2019 was who was uh, it was Jake Fromm again, and that's when he left early. Yeah. And then 2020, I think really he's referencing 2020, 2021. The fact that he never. You know, think back. It was it was what in uh in the championship game. Someone we always make make notice how yeah. somebody was like we should pull Stetson. Yeah, right. right. You know, so I think that that's probably. What I think it's thinking. really about Fields from. I think that's where all this started. That's where all this came from. The front, the fact that Fields is Fields and 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 not just that, but then whenever Fields was also when he was used was not used mm-hmm. that great. I think that, that you think that, that LSU game that's a fair criticism. Right. That did you use Fields correctly? Did picking from over Fields? I do not think was a bad decision. And frankly, Georgia did not not win the national championship that year because Jake Fromm was bad. And I think and I, so. I, I, that's why I think the, it comes from. I still feel it comes from from Fields. And and the other thing it would come from would be. Well, he didn't immediately go with Stetson Bennett, which would literally also no coach in the world would have gone <laughs> well, done that either. And, and so I don't think it's fair. But what I am saying is, it's obviously a question that people are going to ask, particularly when I don't think Beck looked all that comfortable. Sure, I think that's right. I mean, you know, every uh, the same people that say that about Kirby though are also willing to say Todd Monken, certified offensive genius, who also said he missed missed it yeah, on right. on Stetson. I just think there is a subtlety in this of of saying that the criticism of Kirby about quarterbacks in the past is, I would argue, generally unfair in his revisionist history. Um, or the criticism is stuff that he said himself that he should have seen, that but no other reasonable person would have seen. Again, as you pointed out, Scott, we were talking about Stetson Bennett being benched in the, first, in, the, in, the exa- in the second half, or the second quarter anyway, of the game where he won Georgia's first national championship. Who is we? Not not us. Not, not us, not but us. You, oh, okay. you saw it. People online. And it was, yeah, but it, but it, it wasn't okay. just random Twitter people. Like it was like there were people that covered the Georgia program who we respect and will shout out their work on this podcast. Many people yeah. said, Okay, they gotta start thinking about this. I don't think they said pull him now, but like 
They, they, you had to think about it. Right. And so, so, so I, anyway, the point is that you can't criticize it for that. But I also think that it is fair to say the biggest question, what the biggest question nationally, and I'm sorry, after one game, I would say even locally, uh, one of the biggest pro- things about this program is the, winning the third championship this year is, hey, do you have, it, do you have the quarterback? Because eventually you're going to need him. You might not need him these first four games. You might not need him. You might not need him until November. But you are going to need him. And so it is not unreasonable for any fan to look very closely at Carson Beck and see what he looks like. And so far, I don't think there's a lot of Georgia fans that have been impressed. It doesn't mean he's bad. It doesn't mean that. It's his first game. He's not, but, but, like, you know, I mean, there are freshmen that start their first game. Like, this guy's actually been around for, like, a long time and has gotten plenty of reps in later games. Doesn't mean he's bad. It just means the things that you'd like to see so far, I don't think we've seen them. I don't think Tony. I don't think Tony agrees. I, I'm just. I, I think Tony's got balls. I, I got to be honest. He's, I think we've got the quarterback thing all the way to damn death. He's so got. I, I I hear you, but if you want to be concerned about something, be concerned about the offensive line. I hear you. I hear you. Carson Beck also went 21 of 30 for 68 percent, a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. I agree with you. I don't think he looked like Stetson Bennett or Jalen Milrow, but he looked better than Cade Klubnick. He looked better than I'll give him that. I mean, you know, I also think if the offensive line isn't good, this thing where this thing isn't working. Oh, anyway. I, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I, I agree with you. I'm saying that um, if if we want to, if we're to the point where we are going to litigate whether or not a quarterback who had 68% passing, yeah, he had some bad throws. He had he had one really, truly bad throw, and he had a couple of throws that could have been better. And he absolutely looked slow at the beginning. He absolutely looked like he was a little lost. But he also, also I also felt like he came together pretty nicely in the drive – Frankly, the drive that ended in the field goal at the end of the second half, the second quarter, which is certainly not his fault. That it no, that's not his fault. Right. And then also, when you look at what what happened in the third quarter before he came in, also we don't really know for certain kind of what plays were dialed up for Vandergriff and Stockton versus dialed up for Beck. And I'm not placing that on Mike Bobo at all. I'm not placing it on anybody. I'm just saying that while I agree that Vandergriff and and Stockton both looked. Um, if not more composed, certainly looked like they were. They knew what they were going to do with the ball. Their first three or four throws than Carson Beck did. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. I, I, and the final thing is that um, I think Kirby is handling the quarterback thing, the questions and all, as as well as reasonably can. I mean, there's nothing he's going to say no. that's not going to that's not going to get people fired up about it, right? And he, all he can say is. Backs are starter. The real competitions at second. At second, we're not concerned. Yeah, but you don't have to roll your eyes when people ask the question. It's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. Uh, okay, I didn't see him roll his eyes, yeah. so I, I did not watch the press conference either. So, um, yeah. I, I might be. I, I may be coming more harsh on that than I mean to. I just, I just, I just think it's a more relevant question, and he seemed to imply that it's a relevant question. That's all. He, well, he sort of, like, trust me, there were all sorts of coaches that were a lot more dicks than he was. <laughs> like, I don't mean to imply that he like he like like. You know, pulled a Dion, for yeah. example. Oh, well. <laughs> well, speaking, of this. speaking of coaches to ticks, Brian yeah. Kelly, he barely pulled out, our team sucks. 
I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, did he reference? Did he he reference Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, hey, we acted like we were the two-time defending champion Georgia. Also, speaking of which, have the reminder of who we are right now, like who Georgia is right now. The fact that that when when a team disappoints. The, the reference point is, uh, what do you think, you're Georgia? <laughs> That's a cool place to be. That's a nice spot to be. But we'll make fun of Clemson and LSU in a few minutes. Mm. Uh, we do have Ball State this week. Um, like, I, like I referenced, called, I think we will see more of the offense and defense. I think we will have um, – I'm still not ready to say we'll win by 42.5 points, which is the line, I think. Uh, well, but is it 42.5? It's a lot. It's a Ooh, big number. It's a lot. Um, uh, but I, I also think this is a game – and, and look, Ball State is uh, on paper a better team than uh, UT Martin. Forty-two and a half. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bigger. I mean, it, with the I mean, over under fifty-two and a half. Well, so that's an implied. <laughs> so there you go. That's implied. Somebody do that math for me. <laughs> fifty-two to ten. Yeah. 40, or fifty-three to ten. Forty-seven seven. Huh? If the over under is fifty-two. Forty-seven. 47-5. Yeah, but I'm saying fifty-two to ten would be easier math than. Right, whatever you sure. did. That's also true. Um, let's take that over. Um, but you know, Ball State's pick to finish. Hold on, re- referencing Athlon here. Uh, somewhere in the what a boring team. Bottle the middle middle oh, sorry, bottom. Yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, Mac West. I would like to note that I, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but their quarterback last year, who was okay but not great, left to go be a walk on at Illinois. That's not a good sign for your program. When you leave a starting job at a MAC program, albeit a team that, that you know, is not very good, but you leave that. He's not even a scholarship at Illinois. He's a backup. Wow. But he is a, he is a walk-on quarterback at Illinois. He left a starting job at Ball State to be a backup walk-on at Illinois. It speaks... And maybe he entered the transfer portal too early and got stuck. That could happen. But also, it, uh, it's probably not the best sign. I found it pretty interesting, though, looking at Ball State. Uh, maybe the reason they left is um, journeyman quarterback Lane Hatcher is the quarterback at Ball State. When I read that, I was Who's like, the quarterback? Lane Hatcher. So next year it'll be JT Daniels? Uh, it's altogether possible. <laughs> so if that name sounds familiar to you, it should. Because when I read it, I was like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Lane Hatcher started Alabama. He did not play uh, in uh, the, the year they lost to Clemson, which would have been 18. Uh, the next year, he transferred to Arkansas State. Got his first start between the hedges when Georgia played Arkansas State. Ugh. And I remember that because I remember thinking, wow, Chris Hatcher has a kid that's playing for Arkansas State. No, no relation to Chris Hatcher. But Lane Hatcher has gone from Arkansas State to Texas State and has left Texas State and now go to Ball State. My goodness. Um, so, I wonder if he's uh, still getting those transfer credits. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Is that, is, that a, is that a sign of going backwards when you go from two states to, that are states to a team that is not a state? Ball State is a state. It's funny. It's funny I'm, I'll never that. forget my first trip to Ball. Yeah. I went to, went to ball. You never forget your first trip never to Ball. your first Ball trip. It's a very special time. Fun, good times. But Ball State. Uh, do you want me to do the information on Ball State? Yeah. Why don't you do that? Because when when did Ball drop? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to try to limit Scott, the you know, ball you know, puns. You know where the, the origin, the, uh, what's, the, what's the name? What's the, the etymology? The etymology, yeah. thank you. Okay, so here's get to know. I, I took some time today. Yeah. 
get most, to... most famous alum, of course, of, well, of I'm Ball State. There. I'm, I'm just there. making sure I'm making sure I'm, I plant my flag. Is George is George Wall... a personal hero? So I so I understand. Oh, I didn't add is, him. Is, is oh. George? Is George? He wasn't. He wasn't on the list. Is George a long? I, 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 I don't know who you're referring to. Are you talking about Ebert? No, Ebert went to Illinois. Oh, okay. The, yeah. the the most famous. Oh, I know the most famous. The most famous Ball State grad is uh, Georgia Long grad and friend of the pod, Charlie Smith. Good job, Charlie. Yeah. I like Charlie Smith. So um, this is a this is called Get to Know Your Opponent Ball State Edition. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> so, Will, hmm? I know you know this. I didn't know this. Tony probably knows it. Where is Ball State located? You, you know this state. You got this Muncie, one. Indiana. Yeah, Muncie, Indiana. Okay. I would like to note, by the way, I told my mother that Illinois that Georgia is playing Ball State, and she's like. Wait, the school in Muncie? Like that's how local <laughs> she is currently. It was actually it was kind of awesome. in Muncie. Yeah, like it's a very Midwestern response. Yeah. Oh my god, that school, that weird school in Muncie. I'm like, oh yeah, they have like a. You're, thinking, have, of, you're thinking of Alpo. Yeah. Um, so famous Ball State alumni, as Will was alluding to, and David Letterman. David Letterman, knows, David Letterman is their most famous alumni. Also, I found some other ones. Um, Three's Company, one of the actresses from Three's Company. Do you remember that Not show? Not Suzanne Summers, but the other one? Joyce, uh, uh, Joyce DeWitt. 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 Uh, that's for people of a certain age that would know that. And I am know of a certain who, age. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting, and this is exactly how it was written. Stedman Graham, Oh yeah, Oprah's longtime companion. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it says. Her gentleman caller. Her gentleman <laughs> caller. Uh, he's not. I don't think is he around anymore. Or is he oh no, no, yeah. she's she's she dumped aged, him. She's yeah. a, he's yeah. aged out of her. So from the NFL, Gale, the NFL, it's yeah. kind of lean. Uh, Blaine Bishop played for the Titans. If you say so. Not 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 Derek Mason who played for the Titans and also coached for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Two different people still, I think. Um, uh, Bernie Parmalee, I remember that name. Punter. He played for the Browns. Mm. He was running back. Oh, I'm really. And the Dolphins, yeah. I think. Um, and then for the NBA, you got Bonzi Wells. Bonzi Wells is the best one, yeah. Really? Yep. And do you, do you remember who Bonzi Wells' coach was at Ball State? I saw them, the, no. fly, the great flying Illini team from 1989, played okay. Ball State in the second round of the tournament. My first ever NCAA tournament game, they played in Indianapolis. My cousin, shout out Eric Sparks, uh, got tickets for me at the student section. I was 14 years old. One of the coolest things in my life. They played a 32-3 and Ball State team in the second round, coached by the late great Rick Majerus. Oh, great yeah. Rick Majerus was a was Ball State coach. Ball State mm-hmm. that was his whole was thing. That before Utah or after before? Utah? Oh yeah, that was why guys like. I mean, he was like thirty two and three with Ball State. Wow. So uh, yeah, they were number eight seed, and uh, Illinois did beat them. But we were all very nervous because that team was really good, and Rick Majerus was. I it, my my stealth opinion is that Rick Majerus is secretly one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Considering he did that at Ball State in Utah. Oh yeah, yeah. and just like and just beloved and uh, just a great 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 guy. So mm-hmm. another coach great, 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 great that Love went to Ball Jerry's. State is uh, Brady Hoke. Okay. He coached Ball State for a while. He also coached the Aztecs of San Diego mm-hmm. State, and I think he University of Michigan flamed out at Michigan, didn't he? Well, I mean, he does. He does like to run the football and keep the scoring down. Definitely Michigan fans. Like the Hoke, the Hoke period. Like now when you see what Michigan is now, like this is, you know. That's what Hoke was trying to achieve. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean. Um, all that time when all the Michigan fans were like, we just need the right guy. And I was like, you guys are full of it. It's over. And now. I would well, just, if they can just free political prisoner James, <laughs> yeah. James Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it used to be free Mumia. And now it's uh, <laughs> now it's free hardball. And and really the the last part is their head coach is Mike New N E U. It's his seventh season. He's thirty three and forty five. 
They play in Schumann Stadium, seats 22,500, a little bit under Illinois' capacity. And then they've no, been. A lot under Illinois' capacity. <laughs> Christ. And then uh, as far as bowl games, they're 1 and 8 all time in bowl games. Detroit Bowl. They won the 2020 Arizona Bowl versus Arizona. San Josie. That's exactly how you pronounce it. <laughs> I know. I'm, shout out to Logan and Dave on the morning show. That's how they pronounce oh, it. Oh, they yeah. Josie. Uh, they've been in the MAC since 1973. There's no conference realignment with Ball State. They are stuck. They need to win it. No, that's stuck. stuck. They are loyal. <laughs> loyal. Yeah. Um, and then they lost to Kentucky 44 to 14. Last week, and there is one player on their roster from the state of Georgia. That's Makari Siblis. He is a defensive lineman, and he wears number two. Where's he from? Coming. From, okay. Coming to the North, South, Central, Forsyth. Forsyth. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Makari Siblis, number two. Uh, and we'll do some other stuff later in the podcast. And this is your reminder, by the way, just in case everyone's forgotten. Whenever you complain about noon start, and this is all four of these games, this was supposed to be played in Norman, Oklahoma today. The reason they are playing Ball State is they were a team that that happened to be able to take the check at that particular date and hand it open. Which really is also something that feels like it's going to be a little bit of a relic. Like not buying games, it could be, but uh, like maybe, like maybe you may get one a year, like. But it, I do think that's the, the sort of thing of having having games like this. I don't know. I, I there's going to be a time where uh, like wow, so we've got Alabama and then Texas and then Oklahoma yeah, and then yeah. Auburn. It'd be nice then, to have a ball. Yeah, it'd be state. nice to have like a ball state around here at some point, wouldn't it? And uh, yeah, that, that day might come someday. Um, before we uh, go into some other stuff, I did want to make sure everyone knows that the podcast this season is sponsored by the Strickland Law Firm. Ryan T. Strickland, he's a Georgia law grad, uh, started out practicing law, and, and bigger law firms represent corporations now, represents the little guy. If you uh, get injured, uh, reach out to Ryan Strickland at the Strickland Law Firm. I'm sorry, the StricklandFirm.com. You can also call uh, Ryan Strickland. They do have an 800 number, Will. And I know you were worried about calling from Idaho last year. I know. I was worried. What if I, what if I was in, in, in the state of Ball? If you How happen, would I be able to? You happen to be all? in the state of Ball and cannot. And all you have and all my calls on. drop. You are <laughs> stuck with a landline. I think I get what you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> you should call 844-GA-JUSTICE, Will. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't quite That's catch that. 844-GA-JUSTICE. Uh, right. Also, of course, if you... Uh, have a uh, you you, if have you aren't a, worried about long distance, which isn't a thing anymore. You could call seven seven zero four two zero nine nine zero zero. Yep, they but have. if you are in the state of ball, and do maybe you're maybe that's draw. where you have to have the eight hundred yeah. number. Yeah, and exclusively in the state of ball. You know, when when I was communicating with Ryan, he specifically told me, Tony. He said, "Please tell Tony hi for me." He was my career advisor at UJ Law <laughs> Sorry, when I was Ryan. a student <laughs> back at the turn of the century. Listen, guys, you two can sponsor our podcast. Wow. Congratulations for overcoming this to, to have this successful law firm. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. He, he has succeeded despite me. Um, but uh, we do appreciate Ryan sponsoring the podcast uh, this season. Uh, and if you have any uh, personal injury needs, reach out to the, the Strickland Firm in Marietta. The StricklandFirm.com. Um, yeah, so I do want to uh, do note want that the to score of the Cardinals Braves game is seven to one right seven now. Seven to one is still early. Braves though. winning, still no, early, still early. 
Clearly, um, thankfully, this is like rock and jock, and this is like a thirty-win victory. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. thankfully that works out great for the Cardinals. Like that reference. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I alluded to, I, to get back to my allusion to the cold open. Um, so you know, we we at the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast have our spies around and. And much like the the waiter um, on the road to Jenna, uh, there are some things that can't be uttered uh, lest someone get shot as a spy. Um, but there are some things that make me think that uh, Kirby is focused on the details and is looking at trying to motivate these guys in a way uh, that they, maybe they weren't motivated last week. Because I think I think all of us can agree that the entire team looked a little flat uh, for it. The way they looked. It felt like a noon kickoff, and I don't think Kirby's going to put up. Will and I commented how amazing the crowd was. Oh, the crowd was spectacular. The crowd was spectacular. It was freaking packed. It was packed. (laughs) It was elbow to elbow. When was the last time you saw a 600 level completely full for For an FCS FCS school? Yeah, Yeah, that's the two-time national champion thing. Everyone wants a piece of the pie, plus it's a relatively easy ticket to get for a season opener. listen to, you know, they released the trailer or the post-game thing. Listen to the first thing, you know, and I think this kind of, Builds upon what you're what you're saying. Georgia dropped this about an hour ago on uh, Instagram and probably all their social media. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's really worth watching. Use but, without uh, permission, but we're going to do it. But anyway. listen, listen to what they start this with. You should thank is our fans. Very few places in the country open with a game like that and get a sellout and get the atmosphere we got. Our fans were incredible tonight. They were here for you guys. That's passion and energy. It makes it more fun when they're here, whether it's hot or not. That, that, uh, if you didn't recognize the voice, that was Georgia football coach Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Yeah, so I think S-M-A-R-T. it's interesting. And I like it. I mean, when I saw that, <laughs> when I saw that, that drew me in. Because I'll admit, I don't watch every single hype video from football to basketball to baseball to whatever. I just don't. Stay that tuned into it. Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. I don't watch every single one. But when I when I was scrolling on Instagram, it made me stop exactly what I was doing because it, he was speaking about me because I was sitting there telling my wife, "You're not hot. You're not hot. <laughs> like in a physical way, you are hot, but you're not as hot as you think you are." You're, you're still digging. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm talking temperature. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm trying to. What are we supposed to say she to that? Kept, she kept saying how, you know, we sit in 118. The sun, we were the last people to get la- the shade. Yeah, last yeah, people to get the shade. Unless you're in the 300 She level, was looking yeah. at fanning, and she was fanning herself. I was like, it's not that hot. There's no way you're that hot. And but I do, I, we missed this in, before we uh, went on. I think the game was a little hotter than people thought it was going to be. Because yeah. it had been like 110 degrees for like three yeah. weeks. And the game was at six. And we were and the temperature had yep. gone down a little. You're like, okay, it's not, we're not getting an Austin P game. And it did turn out to be a little warmer than I think people are. I mean, I thought, I thought Wynn held, held in there pretty good. Well, yeah, and thank you, by the way. Thank you for letting him use your camera. He, is so, he was so Will excited. went to go get a Coke. And, I was and for the there. record, because there's 95,000 people there, every, like it took me 20 minutes just right. in one of those basic in the corridor, get a bottle of water line. So I wasn't really sure fun. that I was going to be able to talk, uh, you know, strategies or what Probably, you think no, what was going to happen like really I would with William. So I was sitting there thinking like, what can I interest him in? So I, I had I have my little pocket Canon G7X camera that has a flip up screen and everything. So I gave it to him. I was like, hey, do you like taking photos? And he was like, yeah. And I showed him how to work it, and I was like, "Have at it." Yeah. And so I eventually, he took probably forty images, which you know, about eight of them were pretty good. So I sent those to Will because I told Win I was like, "You can have these on your iPad." And then he started telling me about how his iPad was 
was locked or something with it, his passcode. Yeah, because he doesn't have an iPad. Okay. <laughs> so that's why. I, I by, 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 by that, it means the, the iPad that his mother uses okay, he, is locked out of him because it's not his. Got so it. that's, that's what he was really saying. Uh, he doesn't no, have we, talk, we talked to YouTube. Yeah. You know, he said Mr. Beast is his favorite YouTube. Yeah. Uh, is it Mr. Beast or MR Beast? Mr. Beast. Okay. Yeah. But no, it was that great. That guy is great. the doofiest looking he dude. Is. Like, like, like uh, Mark Rober is the other person that they're into. Right. And that guy, I, that guy feels like I, I'm down with that guy. Yeah. I'm, the glitter bomb. It's difficult to overstate how immediately skeptical I am of the phrase YouTube personality. Mm-hmm. But like Mark Rober, I've actually kind of impressed that guy. Mr. Beast looks like every like sophomore dorm doofus I ever ran across. He's a rich sophomore, sophomore dorm, dorm all, doofus. All he would, exactly and, and right. he could just quote do nothing but quote the Holy Grail to me. Bonnie Pilot, the Holy Grail to me, which is a great movie, but maybe it's not the only movie. Uh, over and over and over and over and over. So anyway. well, I, I quizzed when I was like, well, "What's Mr. Beast's real name?" He was like Jimmy. I was like, "You're right." Oh, see, I don't how do you know that? that? How did... I watch Mr. Beast at times. I have kids that watch it, and, I'm, and I watch Mark Rober too. He's we, great. We we actually have had a discussion since then with the number of streaming channels that we pay for. Now with some more coming <laughs> apparently. Um, uh, why are we? Why are they watching this crap? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, why YouTube's watch... free. <laughs> like, uh, just watch a show. Follow a storyline. Tell yeah. them. Yeah. Anyway, no, you're right. You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> were we talking about what were we talking about? Anyway, the point is, my, my, yeah. I actually thought the pictures had a good. I thought they were kind of. Yeah, I'm sure you filtered out some not so good ones, but uh, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I like the selfies he took. Yeah, that will be. I'm sure that will be the only. That was my least favorite ones with the selfies. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought the selfies and, uh, were great. But um, but I thought uh, I, I, that'll be the only game he goes to this year. William will be back at the uh, in his. In, they were because Alexa and William were in New York this weekend. Right, they went to New York to go. Uh, saw a bunch of the U.S. Open. Lots of Georgia guys doing great at the U.S. Open, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. So cool. We're uh... anyway. So anything else about the game? Or are we going to talk more about my? No, uh, kids I, I, we're all going to the game, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I've got Jennifer's got to do a wedding on Saturday, so I told Vivian, I was like, "You're not getting out of this one." We dropped her off after one of the tailgates after we yeah, went yeah, by yeah. by yours, and she. Uh, I told her, I "Was like, look, you got to go to one game." Yeah. So she's going to go. So it's going to be the kids and me. Yeah. Good. Good deal. Well, we're. Uh, I, some combination of uh, a couple of the kids and I are going. Kristen is out of town this weekend. She has a uh, trip to see a friend from law school. She and another friend from law school are driving up to Nashville to see her. Um, and sure, it's not a bachelorette party she's going to. You know what? Whatever. We're, she, <laughs> it's fine. If that's, as long as I don't have to go, I'm, I'm down. Uh, so it's just, do not make me go to Nashville. Um, I, I, it's funny. I was thinking about this. The gear up for the South Carolina game, I'm kind of liking the roll up to it now. Yeah. Listen, South Carolina, we saw them play this weekend. I don't think there's a lot of reason to be scared of South Carolina right now. <laughs> it might be a good time to talk about some other teams. Yes. Yeah, let's, it, do, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to but go But it feels a like a good them. SEC 330. Like, that feels like the first event mm-hmm. game of the yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, so so can we start with Florida again, and then and then talk about LSU? Oh, I'll talk about Florida. Talk about Clemson. I'll talk about talk, Florida. Well, yeah, talk about South Carolina, Clemson, Florida, and LSU. Well, first off, South Carolina, man, I think South what you saw South Carolina is the full Spencer Rattler experience, right? Uh, all kinds of things he is going to do that can win you ball games, but he's going to do three things that are really bad, and you put a bad offensive line in there. Look, I'm still not convinced that North Carolina isn't good. Um, are, is this the North Carolina team that we've been waiting for Mac Brown to have since he came there? 
possibly. Um, I, for one, think Drake May will be the rare person on an eight and four team invited to New York. Right, he will have all the yards and and whatever, and still they they go eight and four. Although after what happened with Clemson, I guess it's, there's it's, more. There might that, be a couple extra wins in the ACC yeah, that we might yeah, not see. Check check that one off. Um, as far as Sparta goes, <laughs> yeah, that's bad, man. It's really that's bad. bad. What was the joke? What was the joke that uh, Merch is like? Hey, he's like Tebow, except <laughs> he's like Tebow, except he can't run, <laughs> and like, he probably doesn't circumcise boys. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's good to know. That, um, um, but you know, having said that, that guys, that was, okay, that's, yeah, he went on a mission trip. Really yeah. escalated. Sure. Uh, that's fine, but still, uh, that's I can't. I mean, I presume that's what it was. <laughs> whatever, whatever people call it now. Um, the I, don't come at me about Tebow, guys. I've that's been litigated. Um, the Georgia fans, this is a public service announcement. We are the two-time national champions in a year where Florida could have a historically bad season. Guys, live that up. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. Uh, I, it must be how Florida fans felt from 96 to 2010, right? Yeah. The way you feel right now, watching Florida get punched in the face continuously by, in other places, by <laughs> Utah. And guys, they had two guys on a punt with the same jersey on, which resulted in Utah first down and a touchdown. Early in the game. That's worse than two guys blocking each other. That's worse. It's crazy. Live it up, guys. This is the golden day. This and that's the, the thing you didn't think you were going to get from Napier. No. And that's the worrisome part. Like The whole understanding was... Not worrisome to me. This might be an extension. If you're a Florida fan, which if you're a Florida fan, your life is full of worry and woe anyway. But at a certain level, if you are... Um, if you the whole thing was supposed to take a while. And the question is whether Florida fans would have enough patience to be able to get there. But if you're seeing that... And you're seeing it as just like just pathetic as they looked there. For those of you that were able to watch it, if you were not, <laughs> it was a good game, guys. <laughs> um, but that uh, that that's the worrisome thing is that like things don't seem to be good now. And frankly, if you're someone, uh, I'll put it this way: if I'm a Florida fan and uh, and I'm you're telling me to be patient, hmm. uh, I, I I don't think Deion Sanders is making me feel like I, I should be any sort of patient right now, particularly when I'm Florida. And like, so yeah, so that would not make me feel very patient. Right well, now. yeah, and if you're Billy Napier, you got to stop sitting on your own scrotum. You got to. You just have to scrotum. I barely know it. Yeah, right. So you just have to do. I mean, at the minimum, you have to be competent. Uh, and they were not. Um, we decide we're going to go Carolina. LSU. South Carolina. We talked yeah. South Carolina. We talked about Florida. South LSU. Carolina. LSU. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think is Florida State really that good, or is LSU? Look, it's it's a one it's a one game one game data. It's really set. a one half. It's a one yeah. half. Actually, yeah. they, they if they play like second half, they're a national championship. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, I agree. And, and no, again, no one is as great as they are in their best half. No one's as bad as they are in the worst half. But to know that Florida was the last time Florida State I could do shocked. that. I was shocked. That was they looked really I, good. I, like, you can question LSU. I think it's a reason to question LSU. But like Florida State looked fantastic. The thing, I, the thing I noticed and I picked up on, I'm sure anybody watching that game did, where they're like, transfer from here, transfer from here. I mean, Norvell went transfer heavy. Had to. In the portal. Did you see that there was an Illinois transfer that yeah. threw a pass? Yeah. Yeah, do span. Yeah. Do span that threw a pass. Um, it was a handoff and he threw a pass. And he looked good. Meanwhile... 
Brian Kelly continues to look like he regrets some investments he made in Swampland somewhere in Calcasieu Parish. Now, what did you say they'll do to him if he doesn't work? Uh, you said this last Well, year. I said he's either they're either going to build a statue of him or he is going to get dropped off. He is going to get dropped off in the swamp somewhere. Yeah. Like, literally have to, like... Like a Burt Reynolds Gator style. Yeah, boat. somebody's going to offer him a ride home from an alumni event, and like literally, is like, all right, this is where you get out, son. You know what's not helping is his wife and his daughter doing the Instagram or the TikTok dances uh, with their GEAU Tiger dresses and everything. It just, it's oh, I think good, that's I think that's awesome. It's not a good look. Um, I don't. I haven't seen it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think look, Brian Kelly remains uh, remains refreshingly honest, except for when he talks about killing uh, former uh, 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 college students. But um, he his line about you know we, we're not too former long. yeah <laughs> former because he's dead. Um, Tony, what? Okay, yeah. no, we're, we're not criticizing the kid. We're criticizing <laughs> Kelly. God. So I'm, I show some class. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not even worth that playing about the accent right now. They did not look good. Did not look good. There was a team last year. I mean, look, we a lot of what LSU was built upon was. A very very close win against Alabama, and um, some some other games where they played really well. Um, and I agree with Will, which is that's a solid verbal thing, right? You, you're never as good as your best, right. the best you play, or the worst, or as bad as the worst you play. Um, but they played bad for a full four quarters, and it wasn't great. It, I mean, because that, that first half of that football game was a bad half of football. And the second half was really good if you're an FSU fan. Um, so that thing remains to be seen about LSU. I mean, there's some things they can clean. Obviously, there's some things they can clean up. But that was not the script that they had hoped to write. Um, that just was not the script they hoped to write. Which to me, uh, I think a fun thought experiment leading into the final team is which is worse? Like, obviously, Clemson lost by more. Though really that last touchdown made that, that right. game look a little closer than right. it was. But they lost to a I would presume a worse team. And and what was weird about the game is like I I don't like to, to I'm sorry, I don't I don't like to uh, to disagree to uh, agree too much with Dr. Uh, Do, Do, Dr. Dabo. Um, but uh, Reverend Swinney. Reverend Swinney. The right Reverend. But uh, he had his quote after the game. He said that was the weirdest game I've ever. And you know what? Weird. He's not wrong. It was weird. Like they were. There were moments where they're like, oh well, obviously Clemson is so much better than Duke. They're about to turn it on and totally stomp them. And then they would just randomly fumble out of nowhere. And it happened like four times. And so on one hand, you look at what was it? Twenty eight seven was that the yeah, final score? Like it was that game was not twenty eight seven. There are twenty eight seven games in the world where you're like, like Georgia will beat a team. 28-7 this year, and you'll be like, that could have been 53-3. Sure. to three. Sure. That's not what that game was. But who cares? You lost 28-7 to Duke in the one game that everyone was watching when already everyone has been watching it being like, like, like remember, remember the two year uh, uh, when the big stat that came out the first game last year when like uh, the two programs had the fewest transfers were Georgia had one. And do and Clemson, which had zero, and you saw Dab at one point be like, "See, we know what we're doing over there." But like Kirby was happy with his guys. Dabo was doing like a Digging thesis feet statement, in the sand. yeah. And you're seeing the results, yeah. of that. I saw a lot of criticism about just that point, and and but that's the thing too. 
is this is where I think he's really in trouble. Because it'd be different if he was like really digging in his feet. And it's like, you know what? This is what we do down here. We are not going to be a part of what they're doing over there. And if you run me out of here, that's fine. Except he fired the beloved Clemson offensive coordinator, the guy that's been with the program forever, and his close buddy to bring in Riley. And look what happened. Like, the, the, the Kelly thing is... We brought paid this guy a ton of money to come in and fix this program and make us champions, and we'll see if it works or not. And if it doesn't, we'll go drop him off in the swamp. This is different than that. This is the end of something. Yeah, I think this, you're, I this think you're is right. this feels like if it goes this way, it keeps going this way. I don't see how it would not go this way because, like, if frankly, no one's really going to believe Dabo if he if he goes full Dion <laughs> or goes full whoever. No one's going to like he's he's never going to do it. He'll leave. Before that happens. Yeah. And so uh, eventually you're going to look. It does feel like when Clemson was winning those two national championships in three years. And to me, the big one was not the one where they came back and had that great Deshaun Watson game and won. It was the one where they kicked Alabama's ass. Yeah. And that was one you were like, wow. I didn't know. they. I thought they were plucky and had something going on and could had a puncher's chance. And then when they destroyed, you're like, wow, he has this thing rolling. That time is gone. That time is gone. And I think if you're a Clemson fan, I, I think it is very reasonable to wonder, particularly with – who knows what Clemson's going to do with the ACC? Like, what does Clemson look like in the ACC as opposed to going to the SEC and being one of the eight teams in that maelstrom? I think it is a very real possibility that Clemson will look back in 40 years like they did before when they won that championship and say, oh, those were the days. We never got back to those again. Because it feels like the end. Well, and I've got a a good friend of mine that played for Clemson under Danny Ford. And um, before the game took place, I saw him on Facebook. He wrote this, and this is before it happened. If Clemson turns the ball over more than two times, they will lose. Game will come down to QB play and special teams. Duke's lack of depth will be the difference. If Clemson lets them stay alive, it won't matter. Late touchdown will make it. Now, he, he predicted Clemson to win, but he's predicting a close game. Late touchdown will make it look worse than it really was. Tigers will fall out of the top ten after. We get to see if the new offensive coordinator can make halftime adjustments and game plan according to the competition. This won't be the game to get happy about, but will be damn sure be the one to get mad about if Clemson doesn't take them out early. Let's wait until September 23rd to see how good we are, and then later, yeah, what is it after the game? Later he tweeted. <laughs> later he or later he he put on on Facebook. Who do we blame now? DJ is gone. Tried to prepare you guys. It's coaching. And this is a former player. I'm glad you brought that up because one thing that occurred to me prior to this game, one thing that occurred to me prior to this game is that is Debus Whitney Mark Rick, but with championships? And I, I'm, imagine if it's Georgia, not imagine, bad, yeah. imagine if there's a playoff in 07, Georgia gets in as the four seed. Mm-hmm. I think we they have win. a good chance yeah. to win. Imagine there's a playoff in 2012. We just go back and face Alabama again, potentially could win. Or imagine if they score a touchdown. Playoff and, right, or, yeah, playoff in 05. Yeah, yeah, playoff in 05. Right. I mean, so there are. Look, right. for the record, Mark Richt is a billion times yeah, better person than Devin Sweeney to be as close yes. as possible. I'm not but drawing that. The comparison saying. I'm drawing right. is a coach who was really, 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 really good and at the top of his game 
but did not adjust. Because I think that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, we say that, and then Clemson runs the ACC and so, makes the playoffs. I and I am know, empathetic. Because we're, we're dumb people. I have to say, I am empathetic to this. Like, I think Debo is, it would be different. Like, the difference between Debo and Rick is, like, Rick was that thing and just lived it. Debo is self-righteous and yeah. full of crap about everything. I think you're right. And... And, he, he might live it, but he's also self righteous about it. Yeah, and and I think that and and also like you know, I remember, the thing to remember about Dabo, he's he's a former walk on. He's a former walk on. He truly believes. Like I wrote my, my my piece I wrote about Dabo, which somewhat which circulated a little bit after the loss. It always circulates after Dabo loses, and people want to go to crap <laughs> on him. Uh, but but I, that piece was a, him. That piece was written with him at the absolute peak of his powers. They had just won that championship. It was certainly it was before. Every change that we have seen, Dabo to me feels like he's going to be known forever as the last of the pre-NIL, pre-college football, and so on. Now, I guarantee you what he will do and what Rick did not do, which is why Rick is another – the many reasons Rick is a billion times better person than Dabo, is Dabo, when he eventually does leave, he will give every interview you can have. Okay. He will go. How Look kids. what happened to college football entitlement? That was remember that. That was why he said he was going to leave. Players got paid not because it wasn't college football, because of this entitlement. Yeah, entitlement was the actual thing. He and listen, we can argue about nil. We can argue about these changes. We can argue about it. But Dabo wants to. It was. It is and will always be a former walk on who believes so intrinsically in. What I think is increasingly looking like a little bit of a myth of the idea of not to say it have its value, but not only did he not adjust with the times, he will he will never ever shut up about he did not adjust with the times and how it was. It's the uh, it's it, what's the uh, the Sunset Boulevard. It's the. Uh, it's, oh, the, it's, it's the pictures that got small. Yeah, the pictures got small. And he will always, always say that. It's a great reference. And so, but I, it feels like the end. Like yeah. I have to say, it's one thing to lose on like a freak play. Weird stuff happens. If this is like an Appalachian State beating Michigan sort of thing, they lost twenty-eight to seven with the whole world watching, and um, got pushed around at times. Yeah, by like, it's 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 bad. And I I. It, it, who Clemson now feels? I mean, not just because Florida State looks so good, but Clemson now feels I like feel plucky upstart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they feel like a team that's that you're like, wow, they got to ten wins. Good job, yeah, good which job. is fine. There's probably thirty years ago, Clemson would have been happy with that, but they they they've tasted the mountaintop, and that mountaintop, it's it, they're, they're not getting there yet. Yeah. Uh, before we go into trivia, the pick'em, and all that, I do want to remind uh, uh, listeners that if you want to read a great piece Jordan Cohn wrote on the Ringer, interviewed uh, Will and I. Uh, unfortunately, Scott was unavailable. Uh, take a look at that. It's at the Ringer. It came out on the first, which was Friday, right? Yeah. Uh, he did a great job. And we appreciate Jordan taking the time. Good reporter. Very good. Writer. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good piece. Uh, like I said on the Sunday podcast, my mom's already cut it out of the internet and hung it on her. <laughs> did, it, did it lead to a massive uptick in downloads, Scott? I hadn't checked. I don't, I don't want to know. Probably not. I, I don't want to know either. I was just curious. I don't want to know the numbers. I was just curious. I'm just happy you hit record. So, um, Hello, welcome all you Ringer listeners. <laughs> we got an interesting email today. Uh, actually, 
Before we do that, I I, I saw, uh, I I think this is a good time to remind people of the email address Mm -hmm. because we got, I noticed that we had a Twitter message today asking, literally asking us, can you, what's the email address? I question for you guys. And that seemed like a good dude. Yes. So I I felt like that's the dude, the good dude I'm about, because I was like, just emails. So yeah, we've had more and more people wanting to DM and DM's fine. But if you really want to get in touch with us, it comes, slide in the DMs. That sounds like fun. We don't we don't get many emails to wslspodcast at gmail.com. People so don't use you, email that much anymore. So if you send one, I'm probably going to see it more so than like yeah, a, a comment or a DM or something like that. So wslspodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Mike in Tampa today. Uh, he sent me, uh, he commented on, on something I posted and then sent a DM. And uh, we, got it, we got it together, but he had a really good... Uh, Interesting question. Anybody that's creative and puts the work that he did into it, it's definitely going to make it on the show. I will say this too, is for my stuff too. If getting an email from someone just means like, even if you, even if you get an email from someone saying you suck and I hate you and I think your stuff is terrible, that requires so much more effort right. than just farting out a Twitter comment You're or thinking Twitter about response. Me. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so emails are always good. So what's the email just to remind everybody again? Uh, WSLS podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Send them over. Um, so from Mike in Tampa, he says, Scott, good afternoon. I am hopeful I can get this to you prior to the podcast taping tonight. Sorry, you didn't make it. Didn't make it. I wanted to take advantage of the Bush League Florida duplicate jersey penalty, which got me thinking. So I guess he didn't like the fact that it was called a penalty, but it's it happened. Oh, I took that as Bush League meaning. Maybe uh, Bush League by the only, fact that Florida wasn't only prepared. Non, only non-pros would do it. It's right. Florida. It could be Bush Gardens. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Um <laughs> How many Georgia players wear the same numbers? And could Tony and Will guess Ooh. the pairs given the number, position, et cetera? I think we could have I, at the end of last year, but yeah. this yeah, is a new it's, season. Yeah, it's the first, first week. We're still figuring so, it out So right Mike says, I've attached a spreadsheet. Oh, okay, spreadsheet. That details, and he went, he went to a lot of effort, details select duplicates. And I provided you some clues to give to the boys. If this proves too difficult, I'd be interested in seeing how well they do answering those clues highlighted in red. I'm going to do bad at this. FYI, I found your podcast four or five years ago. I remember it was the episode that we'll finally remember to accurately call the world's largest outdoor cocktail party the Georgia-Florida game. (laughs) I like the pod so much that I went back and listened through the prior years. Oh, my God. another That's two weeks in a row where somebody listened to our back That's perilous to do for podcasts. Keep up the good work and go dogs. Signed, Mike in Tampa okay so what we've got is um can anybody I mean I'm I'm obviously not uh, allowed to play because I can see the answers but yeah there are one two three 16 duplicate numbers which I'm wondering why you wouldn't just have non-duplicate numbers but I guess I remember when I played high school sports I wanted my number I wanted number two or I wanted number 18 those are the two numbers I wore and the fact that you can dupl- duplicate it with a guy on defense and a guy on offense, I, I guess that doesn't matter. But if I were playing college football, I'd get like number 49, some number that nobody wanted. I, I, the, the first duplicate number I can think of, and I don't know who the other one is, is uh, Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint wears number one, and there's a defensive back that does, but I don't remember who that is. Nylon Green. Okay. So we'll start there. Um, actually, there's uh, zeros. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, not Delp. Um our new running back scored a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't remember his name. Roderick Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Robinson. Okay. And yeah. then the other number zero, and this is where uh, Mike's hints come in. He says the hint, he's a freshman inside linebacker, son of a current NFL coach. 
Oh, Derek Mason Jr. No. no. Oh. So it's Troy Bowles. Oh, so Todd Bowles' mm-hmm. son is a okay. freshman linebacker. That's that's. So you great. got number one, number two. Of course, we know the running back. Is it Milton's number two? Milton's number two. It's been a long off season. Who's number three? No, I, who's I the number two I, on I, defense? I, I, I'm, I'm bad. Okay. With, I'm, I don't have an idea on numbers. I'm so bad with jersey numbers. I can't tell you the Cardinals' retired numbers. Like, yeah, I'm really bad. Yeah, with yeah. Numbers. in the season I'll be able to do this. No so, problem. Uh, Smile Munden is two on defense. I thought Smile was like maybe okay. he, maybe yeah. he changed. Dude, I don't know numbers yet. I okay, I'm just gonna read them out. Like that's is... how bad I have numbers. If you ask me what jersey numbers I know, I know Stetson and I know Herschel Walker. <laughs> Mike, it's a great question. Is... I just suck at yeah. numbers. Yeah. yeah. So um... you happen? To, I mean, I say I'm not saying that we're not <laughs> dumbass. I mean, we are different. But um, I'm sorry. I, well, we, I, I, we, you don't even bleep these anymore. I'm sorry. No, I don't. Yeah, I you don't. can. So, um, well, in that case, I think that was. Can, a, I think I that's a good thought experiment. Um, all right. So now uh, we're back to. The last, or really the only piece of trivia before we get into our uh, picks, is um, how many teams are in the MAC? We're playing a team from the MAC mm. this week. I believe there are 10. I think there are 12. Tony, you're correct. Right. Can you name. Okay, let's do Hop. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Akron. Ball State. Correct. Eastern Michigan. Toledo. Western correct. Michigan. Uh, let's see. Northern Illinois. Correct. Ohio. Correct. Miami of Ohio. Yes. Buffalo. Correct. Ooh, that's a good pull. You got three more. Let's see. Did you say Akron? Yeah, I said Akron. Yeah, you got three more. And of course, Ball State. I said Toledo. Is Ball State one of the three? Huh? No. Okay. No, they're only in pairs. Um, We played one last year at home. Who did we play last year? This ball. Mac team. They were bright oh, yellow Kent State. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, two more. One, in, one from the west, one from the east. Not that helps. Uh, give us the state. Uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the other one is. Oh. Is Wright State in the MAC? No. No. Central. Central, Central. Michigan. Uh-huh. And then I don't know where this other one is. Maybe Kentucky. Tom Murray State. Sounds right. Um, the Falcons. Oh, Ball State. I mean, uh, Bowling Green. That's correct. That's Bowling. it. That's Ohio. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's uh, just something yeah, else. And by the way, Mac, those of you that aren't paying close attention to realignment or college football other than just showing up, the Mac is essentially um, the Sun Belt of the Midwest, right? I think that's about right. Yeah, they I mean, are. They for are, a while, they were kind of like the farm system for oh, Big Ten coaches. Uh, all coaches, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Urban Meyer came yeah, out of the Mac. Butch Jones, yeah. Urban Meyer. Um, oh, God. Um uh, well, you, of course, Brian McWhorter's coached at several schools there. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, uh, the guy that went to Michigan, I can't think of his name, super, like, uh, he's got 17 kids. Um, it was at Cincinnati. Why can't I, I can picture him? Luke Fickle? Luke Fickle, Luke thank Fickle. you. Fickle. Oh, yeah. He has yeah. 17 kids? I don't know. He's got a bunch of kids. Uh, he's got more kids than Mike. The Mac is, like, the Mac is... Yeah, we are, we're still doing Mac Tuesdays, right? Or, like, the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Action. Action, yeah. Yes. And I would say, for what it's worth, I, I've, I'm, not I'm, gonna, for it. I'm not going to do too much Illinois stuff this week, but the preseason favorite in the MAC is, in fact, Toledo, who Illinois just barely Came beat in second this Illinois. week. 
And uh, as my son pointed out to me from New- from the U.S. Open after that game, he was still there when that game ended. That's how late the U.S. Open goes. Mm-hmm. He texted me saying, "You know, ESPN, FBI, or whatever thing that they use to predict games. If Toledo would have won, ESPN projected him to go twelve and zero and to get the Group of Five hmm. game. So that would have been." Something. So, so they would have been favored in every single game moving forward. Thank so. you, Illinois, for, for saving us that. Because, I mean, next year this... Somebody's we'll, going to get it. We'll see if this is relevant or not relevant next year. But uh, that will be a huge... That will be one of the many reasons I want them to keep the group of five thing when they go to the, the 12-team playoff. What a fun subplot for the whole season that'll be of which team gets that. Guys, what I'm here for, because conferences have... A two-year run-out period to get back to the uh, the, the Pac-12 making a run, the Pac-2 making yeah. a run. Yeah, Oregon. Great Stu Mandel piece about this. Oregon. Oh, did, did he really? Yeah, he no, I've been run. thinking about this for a couple oh, yeah. weeks, but I can't take credit for what Stu Mandel wrote. But Oregon State or Washington State automatic qualifier to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just saying. You just got to get it up. Just get up there. Yeah. And now it's time for the Passion Auto's Pick'em Contest. Passion Auto is located in Watkinsville, Georgia, and their core focus is helping parents put their team drivers in safe and reliable vehicles. Over 80% of their sales are, in fact, two and four team drivers. With approximately 30 vehicles in stock, ranging from $7,000 to $30,000, there's probably something in the price range that you're looking for. And say you're looking for a particular car that they don't have. They can do the shopping for you. All of their cars, trucks, SUVs go through a multi-point inspection by their own in-house mechanic. So keep Passion Autos in mind when you're looking for your next car and visit them at passionautosllc.com or passionautos underscore Oconee on Instagram. I gotta say something. I have been taught. I, you know, I don't. I generally am against capitalism and actually the payment of uh, of advertising and commercialism. But I gotta tell you, I have been. Which te- a funny place to be considering your profession. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't. I don't get paid. I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm just saying you work in media. I work in media, but like I work on the. I don't get. I don't get advertising money. That's, that's oh, well, I thought you're. You don't have. So you don't have. A bet us tattoo. I don't. Okay. I do, but for I just had one, and it is my lucky good fortune that it turned out to be a name of a company. I just had one naturally, um, but um, I have to say I, I had not heard of this company until we talked about this last week. I, I just work, I've been saying talking about this company all week. Like I, my, my dad was. I told my dad, I was like, "Oh, my God, that's a really good idea." These guys are. They, I mean, they have. They, they struggle. They really have. I, I, I again. I am not an entrepreneur. And I am a dumb dumb about so many things. But I heard this, I was like, oh man, I am totally calling these people <laughs> in three years. Like I have to say, I it seems like such an ingenious idea. This will be the last nice thing I say about you. Because again, I don't like I, I advertising is bad to me. I'm very Lloyd Dobler about this. I don't want to sell or process or whatever his, his famous phrase is. But this sounds like a really good idea for a company, and I hope it goes really well. They are genuinely nice guys. They are both uh, they love cars. Uh, but probably more importantly for the purposes of this conversation, they really, really get jazzed about helping people find something for their kids or for themselves and take a lot of pride in doing a good job of that. And the cool thing is I found out last week that Scott, one of the co-owners with Robbie, um, his daughter and my daughter play on the same I, and school I, volleyball it's, team. It was dumb of me not to think that yeah. that was the case. Cause but it was cool because I was able to go up to him and I was like, hey, Scott, I know Tony. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
you know, yeah. you know it's a, the people right, do that a right. lot, and they're not wrong. And uh, and then I told him that we were doing the sponsorship, and he just was so yeah. excited about it. So yeah, I like cool. to put Brian Leach, my father, in their ads because like little was like that's a really good idea. I tell you, making <laughs> making a making a hometown ad with Brian Leach as a spokesperson oh would not be a bad move. Yeah, I think you're. I'd, take, so I'd, look, I'd buy some of that. Let's talk about um, the rankings after week one. Um, I will say <laughs> at my house it was a lot of. Uh, Yelling and throwing things because Walker forgot that there was a Thursday and Friday game, so he felt like, "Why even bother?" And I was like, "No, son, you need to at least make some picks." And so, you know, he's like 180th something, but you know, there's no place to go but up. I Take did change. Points. I did change it this this year so that the earlier games are the least number of points instead of the most number of points to encourage people to get in, even if they miss Thursday or Friday games. There is a Friday game this week. Yep. So uh, the leader in the clubhouse with uh, 51 points is Zokika, Z-O-K-I-C-A, followed by Michigan Dog. With forty-eight points, they both went nine and one. Which hey, that's, that's, that's a tough good. week to go nine and one. Yeah. There were three people that picked Duke. Yeah. Oh really? There were. There were. Okay, I wonder if one of them was that. But I don't know. Um, any names that I write? Maybe we'll learn new names. This PICU nurse. So I guess that's a pick you nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining our pool. Uh, Coach Bobby Finstock uh, is uh, third as well. Let me scroll down. Them dogs hell. Uh, they have forty-six points. Panic Dog, I guess they're a widespread fan. Um, not a fan myself, but other people are. 45 points. <laughs> That's exactly points. how I feel about widespread panic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This Y'all comes up every year. This comes up every I, year. I'm sorry. I just kind of like you know songs that have a beginning, middle, and end <laughs> and have like a uh, couple of verses and maybe a chorus. Shout out to Tiff Willie, tied for oh, nine. Oh, yes. Yeah. 45 yeah. points. And then if you scroll down, you got Seth Johnson. We're drinking his bourbon right now. Who is a Duke grad and had a great oh, night. Yeah. I guess so. I ran a 5K on Monday morning. There was a dude wearing a Duke football shirt, and he was just very... I can't imagine how jazzed that dude. Also tied for number 24th is St. Louis Dogs Cards. Is that somebody you know? Uh, I don't know, but I I think I'd like to know that. I'd like to get to that. (laughs) I mean, Um, next year. I'm already done with that this year, other than the victory tonight. 38th place going (laughs) 7-3 with 42 (laughs) points. That's me. I'm in 38th place. Are you ahead of me and Tony? I am. I find this unacceptable. Oh, yay. Drink, drink for Scott. This is what I we get for teaching him to rank am. them. Right. I am. Yeah, I did go back and rank them. What, what place are y'all in? I can't even find I don't think uh, I did well. 40s. 40s. I think I'm, I have not looked to see I'm doing, but I don't think I did well. Okay. UGA Carey is 166. How about... Uh, I'm above that. How about uh, William? William the Goat. My son is in it this year. I'm going to have to search He did him. not name himself William the Goat. I think he's William, the, William wow. Leaves the Goat or something the Goat, yeah. So he my, is uh, my, 38th. 30, yeah. Oh, so he's doing better. So how so am my, I doing? Uh, my daughter Katie, K-Dub, uh, is a couple points ahead of me. Okay. Um, so William is 38th. You were 74th. <laughs> yeah. Gah. He's gonna. He's literally gonna text me. Tony is 60th, so you're last. Yeah. He's gonna text me oh, L. Okay. I got L Riz. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so starting with the picks. That's All changes this week. Let's start with the uh, with our Friday game, Illinois at Kansas. Mm, this Will. is their first matchup since 19. What Will? Mm, it's got to be in the uh, 50s. I'd say 40s or 50s. Let's more recent, 70s. I think like, uh, yeah, Woodstock. 60, 67. 69. Oh. 1968. They've played nice. five, they've played five nice. times total with the last four matchups being in Champaign, Illinois. This one this year has played in Lawrence for the first time since... They settled Lawrence. 
1968. 45. 1892. Wow. <laughs> so I was right That's when great. they settled Lawrence. That's right, yeah. That's great. So uh, who you got? I've got, who did I pick? I think I picked Illinois. I-L-L. Uh, it is worth noting I'm in trouble uh, because I am, Illinois did not play great. Uh, I was able to get back in time to watch pretty much most of that game uh, after after the Georgia game, and they did not play great. But the things they do, the reason they didn't play great were actually the things you thought they'd be good at. A Bielema team got knocked off the line by a MAC team, which is not something you expect. But what happened? I am all in on Luke Altmaier. I'm telling you right now, this is this is an actual quote that I get. I I texted to my son as at the airport, flying back on Sunday. I think, I, and you know what? Record this. You should record this. You should record this. I'll mark the tape. You should record this. Uh, 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 I, I watching the both games this week. I'm like, wow. I, I actually think I like Luke Almeyer more than Carson Beck. <laughs> Luke Almeyer looked freaking awesome. And Car- Illinois has not had a quarterback like that in a very long time. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Johnson, a longtime Illinois reporter who's now out of the business because. What's your deal with that? Um, uh, tweeted that he said he played like Nathan Shieldhouse oh, uh, across wow. with Jeff yeah. George. He was fantastic at the end of the game. I have not seen Illinois quarterback play that like that in a I long, wonder if uh, Luke Altmaier's mom would like you as much as uh, Tommy, Tommy DeVito. No, no chance. Nobody likes me as much as Tommy DeVito as well. Like <laughs> That's... Uh, so uh, I'd like to note, by the way, that Tommy DeVito is on the Giants practice squad. Mm. And For Giants real? fans have found <laughs> my tweet. <of laughs> saying, I'm with Tommy DeVito's mom and we're having a blast. And now, oh my god! All of a sudden, they, they like, love him. They love Tommy. He's from Jersey, right? He's not totally from Jersey. He basically is Jersey. Um, but I look uh, Altmaier. Remember, he was. The starter for Mississippi and lost the job to Jackson Dart because of injury. Mm-hmm. But he was actually really good. Remember, he came in in the Sugar Bowl and was terrific for them. Oh, when uh, what's his face, Matt Corral got yeah. hurt. Altmaier is good. It's good. Quarterback. He is legit good in a way that I was not expecting him to be good. I do think Illinois has stuff to get fixed, but I have not had this much faith in Illinois quarterback in a very, very long time. I'm fall in. I'm taking Illinois, and I'm taking Illinois high. I L L I N I. All right, moving on, we've got uh, UAB, future opponent of Georgia, at Georgia Southern this weekend. It's the second ever matchup between UAB and Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern plays two common opponents, as UGA does. Can you name the other common opponent? They're playing UAB. Georgia plays them in two weeks. Um, Auburn. Nope. Nope. Uh, South Carolina. Ball State. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, they go to Ball State. I think. Oh, that's a home and home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. I will. Southern. I'm going to take the home team. Give me Zombie Bamba. I'm going to take Charles and Southern. <laughs> Georgia Southern. No, Charles and Southern. Okay. Faith in Charles and Southern. All right, moving on. Wisconsin at Washington State. This is Wisconsin's first ever trip to Pullman. The previous three matchups. Been in Madison, and uh, the Cougars won last year. What's the line on this game? Like two and a half. For six Wisconsin? and a half favored. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by six and a half. On the road. On the road. People I've got Wisconsin. Really? They love them, Luke Fickle. People love Luke Fickle. I'm give me the Cougars. Okay. 
is weird. If Wisconsin, like eventually Wisconsin's going to get Fickle's a really good coach, uh, yes. but like there's clear transition that they're going to have to do this year. If they can continue, they look pretty good in week one, but the transition it's going to have to pop up at some point. I am going to take. I'm still going to take Wisconsin. This I don't. I'm not really selling Wisconsin. Uh, Washington State. I'm taking oh, Wisconsin, man. but traveling this, to the Palouse for you. This will be like low. A train and a bus. This will be very low. I may, I'm going to regret picking this one. I have lots of regrets. I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> All right, we got the Cyhawk Trophy. Iowa at Iowa State. You know, I was wondering, Iowa State is the Cyclones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I was like, we don't call them Cyclones, right? I mean, I mean we call them Tornadoes or Cyclones. Here we do, but in Iowa they call them Cyclones. Do they? Yeah. So I looked that up. Um, this reminds me of my favorite thing where the Tulsa Golden Hurricane... Their mascot is actually a tornado. That's right. So weird. Cause they, That's weird. Because it is hard to personify a hurricane. What's the mascot of the Iowa State Cyclones? I think it's a, isn't it a bird. It is a bird. Yeah. So the Cyclones' name dates back to 1895. That year, Iowa suffered an unusually high number of devastating cyclones. So let's honor them <laughs> with our team name. As tornadoes were called at the time. In September of that year. The football team from what was then Iowa Agricultural College traveled to Northwestern University and defeated that team by a score of 36 nothing. I would say by all the points. Go kids. The next day, the Chicago Tribune's headline read, Struck by a Cyclone. It comes from Iowa and devastates Evanstown. The article began, Northwestern might as well have tried to play football with an Iowa Cyclone as well with the Iowa team it met yesterday. The nickname stuck. The athletics mascot was born, born in parentheses, or in quotes, not parentheses, in 1954. Kind of like the Cabbage Patch Kid. Since a, since a cyclone was difficult to depict in costume, <laughs> a cardinal was selected in a nod to the school's colors of garnet and gold. Mm-hmm. Who did I pick? After all that. Pretty awesome, by the way, after the whole Iowa thing that they actually gets the worst defense they'll play all year. They did not reach the average number of points that they're going to have to get. Um, I still am going to take Iowa. This game is called Alaska for a reason by our friends over at uh, the Shutdown Fullcast. I am saying this is going to be an 11er. 11 to 9 Iowa. Mm. I think it's an 11-9er. I'll take Iowa as well. Notre Dame at North Carolina State University. This Notre is their Dame. fourth ever matchup. The Wolfpack have a two to one advantage. They've played in South Bend, Raleigh, and Jacksonville for this the Gator game. Bowl. Yep, they played in the Gator Bowl. So yeah, I, I got Notre. I mean, Sam Hartman looks really good. I mean, uh, they're Notre Dame. I mean, North Carolina State's going to keep closer than Navy did, but yeah, I'm with you. Have they? Okay, yeah. Notre Dame played last week. I was wondering if they'd been off. They played uh, Eddie George's uh, Tennessee State yeah. last week. I will also take Notre Dame. Then we've got Vandy and Wake Forest. All right. So Speaking this, of Sam Hartman. This is how my mind works. When I typed in Vanderbilt at Wake Forest, I was like, that's Nashville at Winston-Salem. I was like, in my opinion... Nashville and Winston-Salem seem like they would be even on the map. You know, because North Carolina, Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. and Nashville, they're kind of even. So I looked it up, and I was flummoxed and flabbergasted. The coordinates of Nashville is 36.16 degree north. And I'm just, I'm just doing longitude. Right. 
or latitude? Lat, lat, flat. <laughs> I, 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 I love Scott Duvall map coordinate talk. <laughs> this is our favorite corner of every so, podcast. So the the basically all we have to worry about. Okay, I'm going to say it. No, please go. Nashville. The coordinates of Nashville are 36.1627 degrees north, 86.7816 degrees west. The coordinates of Winston Salem, and this is just me thinking like they're probably on the same right. line of longitude. 36.09 degrees north and 80.242 degrees west. The distance north-south from 36.16 degrees north to 36.09 degrees north like is about four miles. nautical miles. So basically, Winston-Salem and Nashville are only four miles apart. If I go by boat. Laying flat, going from east to west in, in, in uh, north-south. Okay. Like so how far away from there are they? To, uh, I, I'm, but, so, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Did I confuse you? I, I they basically the, if you I laid, go to a public school in the Midwest, if we you don't drew, teach geography. If you drew a line, like a 90 degree or like a straight line from Nashville to to North Carolina, you would probably eventually cross Winston Salem. Oh, okay. Like if you took a then ruler. Then I understand. Okay, that I understand. Yeah. So anyway, like the bubble, the bubble in, the, in your level would be uh, straight. straight. Yeah. yeah, because it's only. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, but uh, both they're four four hundred thirty seven miles apart. So four hundred thirty seven miles apart, but in in north south distance, they're only four. Does that make sense? I think I got it. Now. Yeah. Do, I think I got it now. Wait, listeners, does that make sense to you? Okay. <laughs> like tomorrow afternoon, we're gonna hear a collective. No, I wonder where that came from. It made so much sense to me. Um, who did I pick? I picked uh, Vanderbilt. What game are we doing? <laughs> Wake Forest. Vanderbilt. I am taking Wake Forest. All right, moving on. It feels like Vanderbilt's gonna get in the bowl game, which I think. Uh, um, Solid verbal is in favor of the yeah. giving it away. All right, if you hate geography like that last one, fast forward through this one. Arizona at Mississippi State. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a wow. awesomely random enough game that you got to be into. Okay, so for $907. Also, Vanderbilt Wake Forest, by the way, is 11 in the morning start. Always like a good 11 a.m. Yeah, straight up 11. Yeah, straight yeah. up 11 Eastern. For $907, you can fly from Tucson International Airport to GTR. Do you know what GTR means? Uh, Greenville, Mississippi. No, it's a, a Golden Triangle Regional Airport, Golden oh, Triangle, which is okay. Columbus, Mississippi, Starkville, uh, and something else. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to fly Tucson to Atlanta, uh-huh. and then Atlanta to GTR. Uh-huh. That would take seven hours and 18 minutes, according uh-huh. to Google Flights. Versus 22 hours of driving the 1,476 miles. Of which about 19 and a half hours are through Texas. Correct. So if you average 22 miles per gallon, it would cost you around $516 to drive it. So you might as well fly. I was told there wouldn't be math. I, I, I think it's just always good to fly as a general rule. Especially if it's more than yeah. seven hours. I got Mississippi State. If you can just go yeah. over Texas, <laughs> I think you're in a better yeah. spot. Mississippi State. Okay. I am taking um, Mississippi State. Texas A&M at Miami. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is farther? Arizona, in, you know, University of Arizona to Mississippi State, or Texas A&M to Miami? Oh, A&M to Miami. The Easy. answer is always Texas-related. So you're saying Texas. Texas. A&M to Miami. So the distance, as I just said, from Arizona to Mississippi State is 1,476 miles. The distance from Texas A&M or College Station to Miami is 1,279 close, miles. Close. 200 miles. Still closer. Yeah. 
this feels like, this feels like the evil flip side of uh, the Texas Alabama game. <laughs> like it feels like the like that game is a okay who steps makes a step forward. This is a who loses and freaks everybody out sort of game. This is the wrestling undercard where they let them use razor blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the this is the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yeah, uh, Miami. I got a And M. I also have a And M. All right, next is Auburn at Cal. <laughs> Man, this is great for you and Maps. This is their first ever meeting. <laughs> this is great for you and Maps. Albert at Cal. What do you think it would take yeah. for Georgia to play a game in Berkeley? I can't imagine. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, like, how exactly did this happen? Cal joins the SEC? <laughs> like it is, and, and, and this is not to say that Georgia and Auburn are on the same plane, but Auburn certainly would like to fancy themselves in, in that place. What gets you to the point where you're playing at Cal? Auburn's just on the planes. Yeah, it's very, very strange. This is what happens when you make TV co- uh, game contracts 13 years ahead. Right. Of right. Just give me Auburn. Um, yeah, I'll take Auburn as well, but I wanted to share this little nugget with you. Okay, sorry. Um, the pop- was this a Boise State-related thing? <laughs> is that the old coach? The population of Alabama is 5 million. The population of Alameda County, where Cal is located, Ooh. is 1.6 million. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no like, next part. Oakland just- is in the same county as Oakland. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got big-ass counties, but... So Cal has played Alabama... Auburn, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Knoxville, Texas A&M, and Missouri. What SEC schools? Uh, I ruined that. Which ones have they not played? <laughs> the other Texas, ones. The Texas other ones. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. They have... The rest. <laughs> the rest of them. They haven't played South Carolina, Vandy, Mississippi State, LSU, or Kentucky. So, I got Auburn. So they're 1-3. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, what Miss, time is that game? Uh, it is seven thirty Central. No, no, that was the wrong one. Uh, Twenty-two thirty, whatever that is. That's late. That's, is that ten thirty? I mean, seven thirty there. Ten thirty our time. In the morning. Ten thirty our time. Seven thirty there. Yeah. So nine thirty Auburn. No, nine thirty Auburn time. Right. I did remember that when I went to go see Sunvolt. I forgot that Alabama. I always forget that Alabama Central time. Well, Alabama is easier to remember it's Central Time. What's tough is when you go to Tennessee or Florida yeah. and you or go Indiana. too far west. There's only one corner of two corners of Indiana. Mm. All right, Ole Miss at Tulane. Um, Ole Miss has won 10 in a row. Ooh, when is this game? Dating back to 1989. Um, so who has more SEC championships, Tulane <laughs> or Ole Miss? Oh, Tulane. Absolutely. That's incorrect. Yeah, I saw. I, obviously, it's Mississippi. They're in the SEC. Duh. Tulane, when they were a member of the <laughs> SEC, won it in 1934 and 1949. Ole Miss won the SEC in 47, 54, 55, 60, 62, and 63 was their last SEC championship. I feel bad about this one because I wish this was, this that Tulane was hosting an SEC team I liked less than Mississippi. Right. Like you'd love to see Tulane like stomp Auburn or like smash Florida. Like, yeah, something like that. But like I kind of like Ole Miss and I kind of like Kiffin. So it, it, I I'm gonna pick Ole Miss, but uh, whoever wins is a team uh, that unless they theoretically might play Georgia later is a team I'll be rooting for the rest of the year. Mississippi, yeah, I got them too. Then we got uh, Texas at Alabama. This is the 11th all-time meeting, but the first one in Tuscaloosa since 1902. 
This is the first of two games where Nick Saban's going to score every possible point. Uh, give me Bama. I will also I will also take Bama. Yeah, it's hard not to pick. First of three games. While we have this, um, what did everybody think of seeing Ohio State-Indiana at the 3.30 game on CBS? We missed about that. I, I missed it. Well, we watched the first 30 minutes yeah. or 45 minutes of it. Um, it just looks yeah. weird to see. Ohio State, you can talk yourself into being on CBS. Indiana being on CBS is definitely weird. Oh, I thought you meant the game itself. Whatever. No. I mean, people made decisions. The so. weirdest was watching... Um, who was it that Wyoming beat? Uh, Texas Tech and Wyoming Tech, yeah. and hearing the CBS music late at yeah, night. Yeah. They're playing that thing everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. It's good music. All right. We got uh, Georgia versus Ball State. This will be the sixth Mac school Georgia has played. Georgia has a 5-1 and one record versus Mac schools. Who was their only loss to a Mac school? Mac school. Mm. Current Ohio. Mac? There were Mac schools at the time of being played. So not current Mac. No, current Mac is the one they lost to. Okay, that's what I'm asking. They beat they beat Marshall when they were in the Mac. Okay. They beat Buffalo. They're one over versus Buffalo, one over versus Central Michigan, two and over versus Kent State, one and over versus Marshall. What's the year? Uh nineteen seventy four, Tangerine Bowl. Miami of Ohio. That's correct. Oh, okay. I said that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't listening. I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was hearing you, myself talk. You don't have to listen to me. It's fine. Yeah. What was, um, the, what was the circumstances of that game? A tangerine bowl? Yeah. Uh, George was okay, and it was a bowl game. Yeah, right. Back when there were only like 14 bowls. No, there were less than that. Uh, probably 10 bowl games. So, I mean, actually, good teams got in. So, I'll go first. Um, I think uh, Georgia starts faster this week. I'm, I'm not going to give some bold prediction until maybe South Carolina or until I get to get to know this team a little bit more than what I do. I think they'll start a little faster. It's not gonna, they're not going to be up 7 nothing with four minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, I'm not sweating this game. I saw some of the highlights of Ball State versus Kentucky. I think Kentucky is a lesser team, and I think they beat them 44-14. to I, I think that's about the same spread that Georgia will win. Let's call it uh, about 38 to. Six. 38 to six. I like that one. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that scorigami for in, in Georgia? It history? might be. It might be, but that's really hard to get. If you want to be on this podcast for another two and a half hours, we can start talking scorigami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, haven't talk, we haven't talked scorigami in a yeah. while. Um, you know, I'd love to say that, well, Georgia is going to, after people getting frustrated, people like that, Will Leach, and people getting frustrated about the team, <laughs> about the offense, look, that they're going to cease all the doubters and they're going to stop these guys. They're going to show that there's nothing to worry about. But I don't think Georgia cares about that at all. I don't think Kirby cares about that. I don't think team cares about that. I don't think Bobo cares about that. I don't think anything cares about that at all, which is kind of unsatisfying as a viewer, if I'm being entirely honest, because I would love, I would love nothing more than the first play of the game. you like, you know what? Flea flicker, Beck's going deep. Let's do it. And that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. And because of that, I think you're going to get a game that's going to probably look a lot like this week's game. And maybe they look a little sharper at the beginning, but maybe they air it out a little less once the backups come in. Uh, I see no reason not to pick uh, like 42 to 7. I agree with Will. I think um, despite my cold open, and, and I think we will see more bells and whistles than we saw this week. Uh, which will lead to a little different look. But I also agree with Will on the Kirby Gibbs crap. Yeah. I don't think he got I think he cares. Nor should he, by he, the way. He, right, right. He cares about winning football games. I think you can trust him when say he cares about his team getting better. This is a week where we look like we get better. Um, 
Give me 45 to 9. 45 to 9. So, I don't think we quite get as many points as last week. Uh, we give up three scores instead of one, but uh, no touchdowns. And listen, when I think about these early season podcasts, it's not really about nailing everything from the beginning. It's just about getting a little better every week. It's, 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 it's about being our very best in December. Exactly. It's, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're not to, I mean, what we're really trying to do is not listen to the media haters. Okay. Yeah, it's the media haters you got to watch out for. Like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the rat poison. It's, it's the, the rat, rat poison and capitalists. Yeah, it is the capitalists. <laughs> Honestly, man. I'm setting Will up to get him fired up again. I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry, but like, why can't you watch a Georgia football game right now? The capitalists! I can't. I have tickets. Um, anyway, oh, I also can watch them because I yeah. <laughs> earn a living and work hard. And, and yeah. I'm not against hard work and labor. I'm just, uh, I'm just on this Labor Day. Remember, you're supposed to be on the tie- side of the working man, uh, not the capitalist pigs. Um, all right. Um, everyone have a great, uh, excited to get back out there. We'll be out there, uh, everyone. Uh, otherwise, um, hey, until we see you all next week, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, Will and Tony will be back on Sunday with their recap of the Georgia Ball State game. And uh, thanks so much for our uh, sponsor, the Strickland Firm, Ryan Strickland. Uh, Stricklandfirm.com is you can go check him out there if you you need any kind of personal injury attorney. And uh, we'll see you on campus this weekend. It's a noon kickoff, so uh, it'll be breakfast with the Bulldogs. Go Dogs. Nailed it? Not really. I do. Yeah, we know. I we said all. bulldogs, and then I, I paused. And I was like, "Well, I need something else, so I don't I say bulldogs like and dogs." Yeah. No, I did. I did panic a little bit. You'd think I'd be better after 352 episodes. <laughs>